Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome into today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. My name is Giant Skyhawk, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Sunny. It's weird to be on the <laughs> other end of this. It's really weird. Every every time I end up in this position, I'm always just trying to uh, to to copy the cadence. Uh, I I got to make sure that that stays consistent if it's somebody else's voice. So, uh, well, it's weird for me being on this side of it too. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> for those of you, yeah, there home, is there there is a there is a very rhythmic cadence to it. Anyway. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, um, you're currently only seeing me on camera and, and something ridiculous that I have uh, chosen to replace Sonny with. Uh, Sonny is recording this episode uh, <laughs> while driving to the airport. Uh, <laughs> okay. So, in my defense, it is a four-hour drive to the mm-hmm. airport. Mm-hmm. This is being recorded in the very first leg. I have about an hour until I pick up my passenger who is riding with me and flying with me to Nats. So uh, I just I literally just pulled out of my driveway. You are hearing the beginning, the first vestiges of my journey to Nationals <laughs> right now, live, <laughs> on the air. And, uh, we, so, we will do anything at this point to, to get an episode out. Okay, okay. Like. I would like to say, though, for anyone concerned, I do want to put it out there. I am following all laws and rules of the road. I am simply the only reason I'm like, quote unquote, talking on the phone while driving is because I am completely hands free. I am on my Bluetooth on my car. I have no, uh, you know, I, I don't have my phone up to my ear. I don't have anything like that. Uh, so, you know, I, I am doing this. As safely as possible. Skyrock's doing all the patron names. And Skyrock's doing all the ad reads, everything. So exactly, I'm just yeah. I'm <laughs> and, the passenger uh, for this. Even though I'm driving, I'm the passenger. 
On that note, uh, a huge thank you to our sponsors. Uh, so shout out to uh, Steel Fox Games and uh, ETB Games uh, here in the Louisiana area. Uh, a massive shout out to all of our patrons, obviously, and a big shout out to uh, Gem Accessories uh, and especially Dragon Shield. Uh, you can now order custom sleeves from Dragon Shield for Japanese size. Uh, I have something very interesting in the works I will be posting on uh, Twitter very soon. Uh, so you'll get to see some custom sleeves from me. But if you want yours, uh, use our affiliate link in the description below. Uh, we have a TCG player affiliate link, but why? Um, and, uh, yeah, massive shout out to our patrons. Did I, did I miss anybody? This is my first time doing the, the, the full read there. Uh, you did not miss anybody, but I also want to offer a special shout out to Abyss, our artist, Ooh, who is sure. actually also doing some custom sleeves for us. Ooh. Oh, really? You've, you've, uh, you've sent off a message. You've got some, uh, you got some sauce. Yes, we have some custom sleeves in the works. I will say this much. I don't know what they're going to be. I messaged Abyss and I was like, hey, uh, do you want to do some sleeves? So, and I said, do you have full, complete brain over what they're going to be and what they look like? Just, you know, keep it PG. And she jumped all over it. So, <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that turns out. Um, Same. But... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, but, uh, on that note, I guess we'll get into, oh, actually you should all go follow, uh, Abyss on Twitter, actually. Uh, e incredible yeah, I artist. Think Nebula Neos. Nebula, Nebula, Nebula Neos. Excellent deck builder too, honestly. She plays like every deck. I think on Twitter right now, the most recent list she's played, she just posted a 4-0 at Locals playing Evil Eye. Uh, which is an interesting bit because, uh, as we all know, Evil Eye is much better than Gate Guardian. Uh, and uh, the list is actually oh, really cool. She hasn't played Gate. She uh, hasn't played Gate Guardian yet. We don't uh, know that. Okay. Okay. All right. I I, I see how it is. Uh, but uh, I guess oh. we can get into into the the meat and potatoes and pyros of today's episode uh, because we got uh, a very interesting new uh, archetype reveal uh, last night as of recording. Um, uh, Pain ninety six will be very happy uh, because it's pyro. Uh, is a, <laughs> there's some there's some interesting stuff happening here. So hey, pyro cards go crazy. Yeah, and it's, uh, funny enough, uh, some of the cards you'll you'll notice have some interesting synergy with volcanic uh, and rescue ace. Funny enough, so uh, I'll uh, I'll start so off with if you have secret if you have secret first set force of the break or volcanic rockets, I'll be at nationals <laughs> right now <laughs> when you look for them. Yeah. He's, Sonny has decided he's playing Volcanic Runic whenever that stuff comes out. Like Max it, Rarity Volcanic and not Max Rarity Runic. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so okay, here, here is a question. I know your answer to this already, but the people have to know. It's the old days. I, 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 <laughs> I, I, you know, I really should have known that you would guess that was the question. A quarter century secret <laughs> rare sucks. Okay, so... Here we've got. Six. I might pick them up too. I might pick those up too, and then whichever people are saying is higher, I'll I'll play. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so really, it's uh, it's kind of uh, it's two two different decks. It's a little weird. Uh, so I guess we'll start with the pyro crew. Uh, because I was I was uh, I was bringing it up. The deck is called Snake Eyes. 
So, starts off with a uh, level 1 Fire Pyro effect monster, a Snake Eye Excel. It's 800 attack, 1000 defense. You can only use each effect once per turn. First effect is, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can add one level 1 Fire monster from your deck to your hand. Two, you can send this card and one other face-up card you control to the graveyard to special summon a Snake Eye monster from your hand or deck except for Snake Eye Excel. So... <laughs> That's pretty interesting. Uh, adding any level one fire has a lot of applications. Uh, uh, obviously, I mean, you can add Drek Ilo. That's pretty cool. Um, some interesting cards you can add with this. Um, Infernoid Decatron uh, and uh, Kurikara Divin Carnet. So this card just searches Kurikara. Oh! Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about that. What about, is it Infernoble Knight Renaud level one? Yes. Yep, correct. So... There's, there's a, he also just full combo on his own? Uh, pretty much. Uh, so there's some pretty interesting stuff you can do with this guy. Um, so next up, all, all of the main deck monsters, I believe, the, the small ones are, are level 1 Fire Pyros. So we've got Snake Eye Orc, uh, level 1 Fire Pyro, 900, 200, uh, each effect once per turn. If this card is normal or oh, special... 200 defense? Uh, 200 defense, yeah. Funny how that is. <laughs> 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 they, gotta, they gotta give us one of them, right? Uh... If this card is normal with special summoned, you can target one of your level 1 fire monsters that is banished or in your graveyard. Either add it to your hand or special summon it. Two, you can send this card and one other face-up card you control to the graveyard to special summon a snake eye monster except for itself. I mean, like honestly, this is already looking kind of legit. Like as an engine. This already like, you got a guy that's Rhoda that can also send cards to like E-Telly from deck. And then another guy that's reborn for a banished or graveyard and also does the same thing. All right. Third one. Snake Eye White Perch. Uh, zero attack, 2100 defense, level one fire pyro. Uh, you can only special summon this card with its first effect once per turn, and you can only use the second effect once per turn. One, if you control a fire monster, you can special summon this card from your hand. So it's just like a good fire extender. Two, during your opponent's turn, quick effect. You can send this card and one other face-up card you control to the graveyard to special summon a snake eye monster from your hand or deck, except for snake eye white birch. So, kind of conditional on how everything else is, but it like this is clearly we're doing some playing on the opponent's turn here. And then we've got uh, the big, we got the big bad boss monster. Snake Eyes Flamberge Dragon. Level 8 Fire Dragon. 3k, 2500. You can only use each of the three effects once per turn. 1. You can target one monster in the graveyard or face-up field. Place it face-up in its owner's spell and trap zone as a continuous spell. So it's a really interesting removal. During your opponent's turn, quick effect. You can target one monster card on the field, treat it as a continuous spell, and special summon it to your field. 3. If this card is sent from the hand or field to the graveyard, you can special summon two level 1 fire monsters from your graveyard. <laughs> Loud. This card's nuts. Uh, you gotta be able to do some nonsense with this. Like, the fact that it's just like, you can pitch it from hand to revive two seems really crazy. Uh... And then you can just quick yes. effect summon this on your opponent's turn. Um, there's probably some loops you can do with like the put your own monster in the spell trap zone and summon it on your opponent's turn. 
Like it, this, this places any monster in the graveyard or face up on the field. So you can bin something and then set it as a continuous spell and then summon it on your opponent's turn. There's got to be some cool stuff you can do with that. Or, hear me out, floodgates. <laughs> true! So true. Dragon Buster Destruction Sword. Oh my god. Doesn't, hold on. Does Dragon Buster Destruction Sword have to be equipped? Dragon Buster. It probably does. I, I was just saying a card that always went in the spell trap zone and was a floodgate. I am just curious about this. I think it's while this card, while this card is equipped to a monster. But I mean, there has like ah. you can get you can get any floodgate in the graveyard, right? Like if you want to bin a barrier statue, you can just go, okay, here's barrier statue of the flames. Like seems very easy to do. Okay. So, um, so here's my question. Mm -hmm. If I put a pendulum monster in the spell trap zone and it's treated it's treated as a spell card. <laughs> <laughs> continuous spell. They specified continuous spell. We're not doing this. <laughs> well, Would pendulum not. monster in the pendulum zone be a continuous spell? Uh, it would be a pendulum scale. That can be cosmic. Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, no, it would be if you put it in the pendulum scale with this effect. It's a continuous spell. It's not a pendulum scale. I, I love Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, All right, then keep your secrets. <laughs> I will. Uh, okay, so we got uh, we got a field spell, a normal spell, and a normal trap. So field spell is the Shrine of Serpentine Sight Snake Eye. You can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. Love that text. Uh, one, when this card resolves, you can place a snake eye monster from your hand, deck, or graveyard face up in its owner's spell and trap zone as a continuous spell. Uh, two, level one fire Sick. monsters you control gain 1100 attack. <laughs> Hilarious. Sick. Three, imagine normal summon shell, boom, we got damage. Uh, once per turn, if your opponent normal or special summons a monster, you can target one monster card on the field, treat it as a continuous spell, and special summon it to your field. Hmm. Huh. So it's such a... I mean, this is clearly good. It's just, like, it's kind of hard to know without seeing everything else. Like, it's it's basically go get anything and then get summon it on your opponent's turn. Okay. Normal spell card, the original Tainted Treasure, Snake Eye. You can only activate each effect. Uh, you can only activate the first and second effect of this card's name per turn, and only once that turn. One. Uh, send one other face-up card you control to the graveyard to special summon one level one fire monster from your hand or deck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we just... We're, <laughs> we get Alright, sure. So we just get Renowned? That's crazy. Uh... It, it really is crazy. That's nuts. Two, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one Snake Eye or Diabella Star monster in your graveyard. Add one level one fire monster from your deck to your hand, then place the targeted monster on the bottom of the deck. What the fuck? Mm, I, I'll edit that out. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say. That, uh... That got a little too confident. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't, 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 don't worry. The people will not hear this. Uh, you could ban. That's ridiculous. So I assume. Okay. To be fair, you have to activate that on the next turn. That's not in the same turn. But like, 
This card is E-Telly and then it's Rota next turn? Yeah. That seems nuts. Alright. Then we got... Give me, give me, give me your level one. <laughs> we gotta get those... I can't wait for the next Curry Bandits video. Every single level one fire monster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the They had to read them, but they already did all the pyros, so I imagine there's some overlap. But Okay. So now we've got normal trap card, the Glaring Ruler Snake Eyes. Uh, you can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. If the total level of all Snake Eye monsters you control <laughs> equal two or more, hilarious, activate one of these effects. Target one monster in your opponent's graveyard or face-up field. Place it face-up in its spell and trap zone as a continuous spell. Target one monster card on the field treated as a continuous spell uh, and special summon it to your field. I, I mean... This is crazy, right? Yeah, th this this entire like concept is this 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 deck has the potential to be really good. I feel like there's a little bit of dependency on your opponent already having built a board and done stuff, but I think that's where the supplemental engines come in, and maybe you can side in and out more of these cards going first versus going second. I'll be honest, it's a little bit difficult for me to understand quite what the ratio here is of things that require your opponent versus things that don't because. I don't have the cards in front of me <laughs> because I'm driving. <laughs> but uh, I do feel like there's a lot of interaction with your opponent here. And to me, that screams that they're going to have to have a certain amount of side engine in with this deck. It can't be its own strategy. Yeah. So that way you can go first. That's true. Uh, and and it's, it is like a... It, it's a super unique form of interaction that I think a lot of decks are very unprepared for. Like... Yeah. Oh, your 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 card is in the is in the spell and trap zone now. It's like, well, and now to be fair. Oh, it's fine now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now th this makes me want to play Crystal Beast again. Uh, the Crystal Beast matchup against this deck just sounds hilarious. Uh, it sounds very funny. Okay, so you'll notice uh, there there was a different type of monster mentioned on the normal spell, and that's the Diabella Star. Uh, and that's because you were, you were talking about supplemental engines. Uh, well, it's really interesting uh, because there's there's a four-card engine that goes with this deck. That is kind of like its own thing oh, that's okay. happening. So, <laughs> they're, they're, basic, they're part of the same deck, but kind of not really. It's a little weird. So, uh, here we have a four-card series. So, it starts with Dia Bellstar, the Dark Witch. Uh, level 7 Dark Spellcaster Effect Monster, 2500, 2000 Defense. Um, you can only special summon this card with the, the first effect once per turn, and you can only use the other two effects once per turn. So one, you can special summon this card from your hand by sending one other card from your hand or field to the graveyard. So easy, free, special summon. Two, if this card is normal or special summoned, you can set one Tainted Treasure Spell Trap directly from your deck. And then three, if this card is sent from the hand or field to the graveyard during your opponent's turn, you can send one card from your hand or field to the graveyard, and if you do, special summon this card. So, already a lot of value. Uh, free summon brings itself back on your opponent's turn, gets you a spell trap. It seems pretty silly. Uh, I will say, um, the, the Twitter fan artists got on this really fast. This card has been out for maybe a day, and I think I have seen at least like ten different pieces of fan art of this card. They're That's crazy. They're going nuts. So it's kind of hard to put this one into context though. Uh so 
we got two quick play spells and a normal trap. So the first quick play is the Tainted Treasure Hunter Fiend. And it's a, it's a wanted poster. The art is absolutely sick on these. So uh, I'm excited for you to eventually see them because I think you will like the vibe. Oh. It's like a, a one piece art type. It is it is it is it is it is very the wanted poster is very one piece esque. I will put it that way. Love that. Yeah. It's not like I don't think the aesthetic is very one piece, but specifically the wanted poster feels like a like a like a wanted poster from from that series. Yes. Um, so quick play. We can only use the first and second effect of this card's name, uh, each once per turn. One, add a Diabell Star monster from your deck or graveyard to your hand, which for now is just the spellcaster. Two, during your main phase, you can banish this card from your graveyard, target one of your tainted treasure spell traps that is banished during your graveyard, place it on the bottom of the deck, and then draw one card. Uh, it's Rhoda. That also is Chaos Base. Seems pretty good. <laughs> Seems pretty solid. Second quick play is Tainted Treasure of Doom Lucilia. Uh, you can only activate one card with this card's name per turn. Uh, one, target one level 7 or higher spellcaster monster you control. Apply these effects in sequence. That face-up monster is unaffected by other monsters' effects this turn, but send it to the graveyard during the standby phase of the next turn. And then, all face-up monsters your opponent currently controls lose attack equal to that monster's attack, and then, if any of those monsters' attack have been reduced to zero as a result, destroy it. <laughs> hmm. So you'll notice... Uh, your, your level 7 or higher spellcaster that also searches this card is 2500 so you drop this your spellcaster is unaffected by monster effects for the rest of the turn uh, and then also if any of your opponent's monsters are 2500 or less attack they die <laughs> seems pretty solid uh, this, and the crazy thing is like this is good first going first or second like I love the flexibility of this very very sick also also like level seven or higher spellcaster i love that this is just kind of generic but it works better in this deck because if you send the uh diabell star during your opponent's standby phase um it just brings itself back by sending a card so that's nuts hey i have a question what what typing is the fire uh barrier statue uh i believe it's pyro we'll double check it's a barrier statue of the Barrier statue. statue of the Flames. Yeah. Uh, Barrier Statue of the Inferno, and it is a Pyro. I wonder if there's something that can be done with that. That I, I did I mentioned it briefly earlier, but it's like the, yeah. the Flamberge Dragon, you can just I'm sure you could dump it somehow and then just like put it in the spell trap zone and summon it on your opponent's turn. You can search it with you can search it with bonfire. Yeah. You can search the whole deck with Bonfire. Uh, funny how that works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all three of the level ones, you can just go, boop, Rota. Okay, so the last card in this series so far that we know, a normal trap card, a Tainted Treasure of Betrayal, Sylvia. A uh, normal trap, you can only use one of each of the two effects per turn and only once that turn. So effect number one, Send one Diabell Star monster from your hand or face-up field to the graveyard, then target one face-up card on the field. Negate its effects. Already good. Two, when your opponent activates a card or effect, in response to the activation of your Diabell Star monster's effect or tainted treasure spell or trap card effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard to negate that opponent's effect. So, 
This card is one effect per turn once that turn, but it's it's uh, it's Madolce Promenade that sends the Diabell Star. The Diabell Star brings itself back. If your opponent activates an effect in response <laughs> to the Diabell Star or any one of your like quick plays, you just banish this, and then that effect gets negated. So like huh. with the Spellcaster, you could act do the Spellcaster, send this to special summon the Spellcaster. And then this is in the graveyard when you activate the spellcaster monster's effect. If they respond, you just banish this to negate it. So, again, I love that you have these cards with utility going first and second. Uh, there are a lot of really strong pieces here. I don't know exactly what you do with these cards, but like there, there's got there has to be something here. I think these cards are too good. I'm I'm very curious. Yeah, to, uh... I think there's a lot. I think there's a lot of depth to, for the with these, and a lot of potential side engines to be played with them. Uh, but with that said, again, <laughs> I have no idea because <laughs> I, I can't read the cards. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Sonny, I, I got a solution to your conundrum. Uh, I have a card Let's that go. I've got a I got a really really easy card. <laughs> You're gonna be able to understand this one, even even on the road. So we got okay. we got so we we did get the effect of the Brianak retrain. So we've got let's go. We've got Brianak, the Dragon of Icy Malevolence. Shout outs to Darth Nash. It's dual terminal time. Uh, so it's a level six water sea serpent effect monster. Uh, level level six twenty three hundred four hundred or fourteen hundred. Uh, it's generic one tuner and then one plus non tuner monsters. So you can only use the sure. first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn. Effect 1. If this card is Synchro Summoned, you can discard one card, then target one card on the field, return it to the hand. Easy peasy. 2. If this card is Special Summoned from the graveyard, you can discard one card, then target one card on the field, return it to the hand. Okay. So it's like... This card is, it's essentially like Synchro 6 Nightmare Unicorn, is what it is. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. It's like a bounce rather than a spin. Okay, it, it, it's more playable than some of the other retrains we've seen, but also still not, like, great. Yeah, it's like, it, this is this is better than the, the Trishula retrain. Like, you can actually summon yeah. this card. My, I think my thing is, like, I can't imagine many scenarios where you would want to make this over something like Coral Dragon. Because while Coral Dragon does destroy, Coral Dragon also replaces itself. So I feel like yeah. this just seems not great. But I imagine there are probably metagames. And, like, this is big for the Synchro 6 pool, right? The 6 pool doesn't have a lot of removal. Uh, like, Malong is kind of removal, but you have to get it in the graveyard. So... Right. I, think, I think it is good that this exists, but it's not. It's it's just like it, it's like fine. Like here's the thing: original Brio still exists. Yeah, it's like if you want to bounce cards and you want to discard more, the regular Brio is kind of more flexible than this. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's okay. It's it's fine. So yeah. Uh. That is uh, pretty much all we've got for news, except there is one uh, other. There actually, we did get one other card reveal uh, recently, and so it is a uh, it is a uh, fusion monster for like the Phantom Beast stuff, like the the Chimera, uh, 
mythical. Oh, okay, right. The new, the new, the new illusionist typing. Yeah, the new illusion typing. So, this is uh, Baphomet, the Phantom Beast Demon King. Uh, it's a level okay. six Wind Fiend fusion. Uh, 2400 attack, 600. Materials are two monsters with different types. Uh, Beast, Fiend, or Illusion. So you have to use those three types, but they can be two of any of them, so long as they have those types. Weird, weird requirement. Uh, I don't know if we've seen that on a card before. That is very weird. Yeah. You can only use the, the second and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. First up, this card's name become this card's name becomes Chimera, the Flying Mythical Beast, while it's on the field or in the graveyard, but is also still treated as a Phantom Beast card. I hate that. What a stupid line of text. <laughs> really is stupid, so, yeah. So, okay, no, no, no. The name is Chimera, the Flying Mythical Beast, but is also a Phantom Beast card. I'd like, why not just make it a generator? We're just, why not just like tack names onto this? I'd. <laughs> I, I get that we have to do this now, but it's, it's just so stupid. Because they wanted to make an illusionist-typed archetype about Chimera the Flying Mythical Beast <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why, of all the ty- of all the cards, they wanted to give Chimera its own archetype. It's not even like one of the most iconic Yugi cards, much less one of the most iconic things from okay. so, the DM era. Before I move on with this card, actually, I do have a good question for you. So uh, you were you were preaching for people who are maybe are new to the podcast or uh, are people who just don't know Sonny very well. Sonny was on the Gate Guardian like support train long before the Gate Guardian support got revealed. I I, I think almost like like almost half a year up to that point, you were like Gate Guardian. Support. I st- I literally spoke it into existence. Yes. Yeah. So. So, so you say that, uh, so you're like, Gazelle the King of Mythical Beasts is terrible. What a terrible choice. What is your next pick for, like, the weird, like, one-off uh, legacy support archetype? Like, wh- what do you want to see happen next? What do I want to see happen, or what do I think will happen? Yes. <laughs> I think we will get, uh, I mean, what else? Celtic Guardian is next. Oh, well, I... <laughs> Uh, that would be actually very funny. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, something I could see coming, but I don't actually think it will happen because they've already tried to retrain it and failed. Is illusionist faceless mage? Mm. But with the new illusionist typing, I think they still might try and try again. Right, I can um, see that happening. They've already done Mako tsunami stuff. They've already tried giving us more harpy support. Yes, but what do what, what, uh, what, what do you want? Well, I'm kind of racking my brain going through it. I don't really love dragon stuff. I don't really love. I I burnt out on you know sorcerer dark you know dark magician type stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it really, uh, I I think I have to just say move on to a different show. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Sonny has said we must move on from DM. I mean, I personally agree. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, when we're, when we're stuck on Chimera, the flying mythical beast, I think we're done with DM, dog. I really do. <laughs> I think the only thing left to retrain is the dungeon dice monsters. Mm, we did get a few of those cards. We got those spells, but 
The monsters, I think you're right about. That would make good sense to me. Give me Thunderball. That's all I'm saying. Thunderball. I mean, I want Thunderball. (laughs) Let me get the Thunderball archetype. All right. Well, I got to finish the effect. So it's a fusion. It's it's got 12 names. Who cares? Two, if this card is fusion summoned, you can send one beast, fiend, or illusion monster from your deck to the graveyard. Foolish. Seems good. During your opponent's turn, a uh, quick effect, you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one of your banished Beast, Fiend, or Illusion monsters, except for itself, and special summon it. Sick. It seems fine. I don't know if it really does anything, but Foolish plus a special summon seems pretty good. So, that's what we've got for uh, for cards. Uh, well, there's the Nemorelia stuff, but that's from that's from too long ago. We're not going to go over that. So we've probably got just based on on Sunny's timeline. Uh, I'd say we have like probably ten to fifteen minutes left to cover. So uh, how's your uh, how's your drive going so far? How's my drive going? <laughs> um, it's it's boring. You know, mm-hmm. it's just it's just it's it's not fun. You know, but on the flip side, well, you know, it is fun. I, I don't being actually... Here with, being here with you, buddy. Um, Love that. Well, thank you very much. Uh, I, being here <laughs> with the fans. Gotta, gotta <laughs> love to see it. God. <laughs> you just... You got me. I, I thought you were talking about me. I, but you were talking about the entire well, audience. Well, at first I was talking about you, and then I roped the audience into it. Mm. Okay, that's good actually. I to be fair, I, I'm 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 down to include the audience. That's a that's a, that's a good idea. I'm I'm in. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, listen. If I if I can't record a podcast episode doing eighty miles an hour or a hundred and thirty kilometers an hour down the road, mm-hmm, plus, I mean, uh, thank you, thank you for that, doing that's that. That's the whole point of me. <laughs> yeah. Well, my car did it for me. Don't don't get too excited. It okay. has both on the. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. But I mean. <laughs> If I can't record a podcast episode at 130 kilometers an hour or 80 miles an hour, what am I doing with my life, right? <laughs> I, I wouldn't it. be American if I wasn't free enough to do that. I, I you know, I, I got to agree. And as a Canadian, I'm, I'm simply, I'm not free enough to do that. I, I don't have enough, uh, I don't have enough freedom. For, uh, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not free enough to I, do the... Uh, I... the 130 kilometer an hour podcast episode? Actually, I'm not. Uh, there's nowhere, I think, in Canada where there's a speed limit of 130k. I don't think it goes above 110. I think 110 is the most. I just looked at where 110 at is on my speedometer, and that sounds awful. <laughs> I don't mind it. I think it's fine. Uh, you, it, it, will admit, I will admit, um, the speed limit here is not 130. I'm doing over the speed limit I, I just looked down and realized that 110 is about the speed limit where i'm at but <laughs> there are places in texas where it's 140 is the speed limit that is that is a, <laughs> that is obscene I, I... <laughs> wait no wait the speed limit's 120 where i'm at i, I, I i'm not good at tracking numbers versus where one dash line lines up versus where the other lines up. I, uh, I, I genuinely cannot imagine that. So, 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of, so we the people know you're you're driving to the airport. You're going to be flying out to uh, to um, to Raleigh National. Nationals. Uh, and I believe uh, for anybody listening, uh, this is going up sometime tomorrow. Maybe you'll catch it. Uh, you got a meet and greet happening with GGYGO. Yes, 4 p.m. at some coffee shop near the venue. I don't know. The, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. At some coffee shop. Gigi's posted it on his Twitter. I'm sure you can go find it. Multiple times. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's very excited about it. I will be there. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I, I'm also, I am also excited, but it's mostly his meet and greet that his, I will also... That, that you're just like showing up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he texted me and he was like, hey, buddy. Like, do you want to do this with me? And I was like, I, I'm not opposed. But <laughs> just so you know, uh, listen, I, somebody, I, to be honest, somebody will show up and recognize you. Like we, I, I think we've told this story before, but like if somebody, if we can be like on the train from the airport to the venue in London and have somebody on the train be like, you're Sonny from the Top Cut podcast. Yeah, I'm sure, I've heard your voice. You're I'm, Sonny. I'm, I'm sure somebody will know who you are. You, they, By the way, it's just now registering to me. That person is now going, oh, no, Skyhawk was with him, and I didn't ask for a signature, <laughs> and now he's the co-host. <laughs> That's hilarious. I gotta, to that guy listen. in particular, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was not the co-host at that time. I was just a, I was, I was a recurring character. Uh, I was the... Um, I was on uh, I was on a gig contract and and now I've uh, I've signed the big time deal. That's true. Uh, that's, that is true. <laughs> like a player that signed a one year deal with the football team and now he's like now he's got like his own five year. Uh, and as I I had the I had the ten day contract for the uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves and then I I ended up yeah, signing yeah, yeah. the I ended up signing the two year deal with the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Is let's uh, go. Is, uh, <laughs> is, uh, Burn up. <laughs> can we call that team bird up actually okay you know what i've decided actually let's do are there any okay sports teams we're, we're assigning you geodex to them now so we got new orleans pelicans is bird up uh the golden knights have to be okay. like um uh the heroic monsters right like the the heroic um, challenger the heroic champion or yeah yeah um, um yeah i guess so I don't. So I mean, Edmonton Oilers, obviously, uh, Oil Man uh, is is the mascot. <laughs> There's the Union Monsters. Um, what do we got? Let's um, see. If the card wasn't so awesome, I'd say the Atlanta Falcons could be Wild Turkey. Um, <laughs> but that card's too awesome for them. Give them. Uh, they can have Laughing Puffin. That's the. That's the. <laughs> that's the card we get. Yeah. The Falcons. They are fluanderies. Everybody the, the, hates them. the fluanderies. That's good, actually. I like that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can give the Calgary Flames volcanic. Very easy. Um, oh yeah, that, that's a, that's a for sure. That's that's. A good we're one. just yeah, yeah, yeah. we're just tossing that that right down the mix. Uh, I mean, the Seattle Kraken. Uh, they can be the fright fur. We got the Kraken. True. <laughs> the are. Minnesota Vikings can be the Plunder Patrol. Ooh, I like that. That's very good. Oh, isn't there um yeah. There's a the well the Raiders could also do that cuz they've got the pirate flag. Or there's isn't there a, isn't there a base isn't there an MLB team called the Pirates? Yeah, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, Punter Patrol. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. Okay, we got to we got to we got to give it to Pittsburgh. Uh, 
Okay. Yeah, that's well, fine. I, I'm okay. We'll give it giving that to Pittsburgh. I I I think I have I have installed enough time to <laughs> with this terrible tangent. Okay. Wait. Well, hold on. Wait. I will ask this. What what decks do you expect to see in top cut at nationals? Okay. Here for this weekend because we we are going we. If I'm on my way to nationals, we should at least mention it, right? That's true. Okay. So I think I think obviously Kestira will be uh will be the most represented in top cut. I think even with its consistency issues, people have seen the power and a lot of players I think will decide to roll the dice. Uh and and some number of, of them are gonna do really well. Uh I, I think we have seen that Bestial Dragon Link will play well, and I think there are a lot of North American players who are very, very good at that deck who are going to be there. Uh, so I think uh, I think the Bestial Dragon Link deck will do well. Uh, I think Fur Hire Sprite is probably the best build, uh, like the Fur Hire Runic Sprite. So I think that's the one you're going to see yeah. most uh, in Top Cut. Labyrinth uh, is going to be very present. Uh, there are some very good Labyrinth players who are going to be there. Uh, for some maybe off-the-wall stuff, uh, I think we're going to see some level of Cyber's Math Mech depth top. I'm not sure if it's going to be the Giant Pile or if it's going to be Math Mech, uh, but I think that uh, that deck is quite well positioned to to sneak a couple spots in. Uh, I would not be surprised to see a Marincess player top. Uh, I think that deck is super, super underrated for the format. Uh, and uh, I do have... Uh, I know I have a couple of friends who will be there on Dino DNA, so I am coping for them. Uh so that's, what what is it about Marincess? Do you think that makes it underrated for the format? Uh, I think people are not very prepared for towers, uh, and I think that it is a deck that is uh, can play a lot of non-engine. Uh, it has uh, opens that are quite resilient to interruption. Uh, not a lot of people are playing kaiju's anymore. Uh, they'd rather play other cards that deal with a rise heart that have maybe wider application. So uh, I think Marincess is uh, able to take advantage of that as well. Uh, it doesn't lose to Bistials at all, doesn't play into them whatsoever. Uh, and uh, Wave being able to sit in the hand is quite a strong interaction. So uh, yeah. it's also quite resistant to like the Kestira removal effects. Like You can be pretty good at dodging stuff like Fenrir. So I think it has a good matchup spread. It has some weaknesses, but uh, I, think, I think it's definitely a good rogue uh, choice for something that's going to top. But honestly... Uh, it's such a wide open format that we're probably going to see something crazy. Uh, at least one just thing that I think nobody would have thought of will probably top. But uh, yeah, but... I, I would agree with that. I think that I I really wonder if there's not a deck that's out there that people just haven't been playing for these YCSs and regionals this so far this season, just because they want to save the concept for nationals because. There's just a deck out there that nobody's really put much effort or thought into. Yeah, something that wouldn't surprise me, actually. Uh, Makanko had a couple of regional tops over the season. I would not be surprised if somebody has been sitting on, like, the Makanko deck and just hasn't played it. And is like, I, we're, I'm busting it out at Nats. Uh, like, like, there's stuff like that, I think, that's still lurking. That that could probably do really I well. I still think that Speedroid Kashira has legs and nobody's playing it because... They just don't want to really like show their hand yet. And su- it was such a I cool mean, deck. I, was, <laughs> there's there's so much cool stuff going on in that list. Like only lost in top thirty two because the deck got stolen. The deck got stolen. Yeah. Uh, so 
one thing that I think people are going to have to be careful of, I think... I see people starting to cut Dark Rulers, and that puts Melfi Sprite in a really strong position, because there are not a lot of good cards that deal with that board. Um, so I, I think the amount of Dark Ruler is, is going to kind of decide which versions of Sprite I think do the best, so that's something to consider. Um, I think people are going to respect Labyrinth a lot more, especially yes. given its finishes in the other uh, in in the EU events. Uh, so I, I think we're going to see a lot of Ash. We're going to see a lot of Ghost Bell in the side, uh, and and I think we'll probably also see a lot more. Like we've already been seeing a lot of Cosmic. We're going to see a lot more of it. I would not be surprised to see people start siding Epsilon if their deck doesn't have another good answer. Uh, to something like Eradicator, or even if they just want to be negating Welcome or Big Welcome. Uh, so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of weird interplay in this format right now. Oh, uh, and also I do have I, it would be remiss of me to mention exactly one Vanquish Soul player will top. It doesn't matter how many Vanquish Soul enter the event, exactly one of them will make top cut. Guaranteed, hundred percent. That's the yeah. <laughs> funny thing about Vanquish Soul. Only one's allowed to top any particular. Uh, yeah, event. they will do it. Like, it, it will happen, but only one of them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So... Uh, do you have any other any other thoughts? You're, you're the one who's been doing the prep. Um. Yeah, I think that every runic deck is really good. But I actually really love the runic engine. The more I think about it, it's just the best control engine or mi even mid-range mid -range engine that exists right now. I think if you look back in time, you you would see a lot of okay. Well, Eldritch is like the control engine that you can play with Zodiac to like play like a control mid range deck. You know, it's like okay. Well, now this deck is like the control deck. Well, now I would say that Runic is the control engine in a lot of ways. But the thing is, is that it's based in a hundred percent on uh, extremely smart one-for-one one removal when you really think about it mm. so i'm excited to see that the thing about runic is just that it's such a skillful deck because it's all one-for-one one trades so I, i'm really excited to see uh i just don't have the brain power to play it myself so <laughs> that's fair uh, it would be too much for me on the yeah on the note of brain power uh, I'm going to give out a huge shout out to all of our patrons because your brains must be absolutely massive if you've decided to contribute to the Patreon for the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Indubitably. So, <laughs> indubitably. So, uh, a huge thank you to Kane Martin, Zypherus, Big Sinky, Broken Boy 13, Ding Dongs, hostess of the Yang Zing, Earth Machine Best Deck. Has anyone actually read Toy Vendor? If you keep spelling that with an E, I will die. Uh, HZH Cyber, I used to play Rogue, but then my mom got a job. Ice J Mo Yi Wen, uh, is Canada Nickelback, John Leal, Mountain Man, Oatmeal Spaghetti, Owen Alvarado, Seto Uwuaiba, Silver Hope, Understanding and Reading are two different things, Upstart Goblin D's Nuts, Virtually Savior's World, Zach M, Aaron Gardner, As Alexander Chan, Asami, Ashless Chaps, Atino, You almost did Sip it the too. Silver Castle. I know, I, I noticed as soon as I... I've got the order. It's been the same order for so long. 
Uh, (laughs) Shout outs to Alexander for making us think. Uh, Blackwing, Silverwind, The Ascendant is the best floodgate. Box Wine, Duty Booty, Dragon, Maidenless Behavior, I'm About to Wreak a Glamour Tribute for Cost, D's Plant Nuts in Your Mouth, Neshi, Old Man Red, Pin Code 143, Sakitama, Aratama, Nikitama, Cam, Obama, Slaking It Up, and Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Heavy Samurai. Ooh, that was a good read. And uh, on that note, uh, thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. We will see you all next time. Sonny, do you have anything else you'd like to say to the people before we sign off? Thank you all for your continued support of the podcast. And please be sure if you're at Nationals this weekend, uh, please be sure to come up and say hi as long as I'm not in the middle of a game or something. Uh, I would absolutely love to meet everybody. I'll sign whatever you put in front of me. Just hello i'm very happy to be here and i'll be around 100 percent. go go find go find uh sunny trust me it will make his day if you find him and 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 say hi uh it really will i swear you have no idea (laughs) all right take care everybody adios Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.